we want to welcome everyone to the River of Life Christian Center Prayer and Bible Study Line, founded by Pastor Thomas and Joanne Rich of the River of Life Christian Center, located up in Upper Marlboro, Maryland. And I partner with them on Monday nights to teach the Word of the Lord. Uh, next month would be my month, but this month has been Pastor Rich's month, and, and I have been uh, uh, given a break. I'll be back next month to continue the teaching out of 1 Samuel. But since I was uh, uh, called to uh, share tonight, I'm going to be go right into where I was sharing. I'm not going to go off and say anything different. I'm going to stick with where I was. Amen. So let me read some some scriptures uh, for your hearing out of uh, 1 Samuel chapter 17. And so um, let me begin with, ooh, let me see, uh, let me stop at verse 1. Now the Philistines gathered together their armies to battle and were together at Shiko, where, which belonged to Judah and pitched between uh, Shokoff and Azekah in the Ephes Damon. And Saul and the men of Israel were gathered together and pitched by the valley of Elah and set the battle to uh, in array against the Philistines. <clears throat> and the Philistines stood on a mountain on one side and Israel stood on a mountain on the other side. And there was a valley between them. And there went out a champion out of the camp of the Philistines named Goliath of Gath, whose height was six cubits and a span. And he had a helmet of brass upon his head, and he was armed with a coat of mail, and the weight of the coat was 5,000 shekels of brass. And he had a greaves of brass upon his legs, and a target of brass between his shoulders. And the staff of his spear was like a weaver's beam, and his spear's head weighed 600 shekels of iron. And one bearing a shield went before him. And he stood and he cried unto the armies of Israel and said unto them, Why are you come out to set your battle in array? Am I not a Philistine and you servants of Saul? Choose you a man for you and let him come down to me. <coughs> and if he's able to fight with me and kill me, then we will be your servants. But if I prevail against them and kill him, <coughs> Then shall you be our servants and serve us. And the Philistine said, I defy the armies of Israel this day. Give me a man that we may fight together. When Saul and all of Israel heard these words of the Philistines, listen, they were dismayed and greatly afraid. Now, it shifts over to David. Verse 12. Now, David was the son of that Ephraimite of Bethlehem, of Bethlehem, Judah, whose name was Jesse. And he had eight sons, and the man went among and, and, and the man went among men for an old man in the days of Saul. And the three eldest sons of Jesse's went and followed Saul to battle. And the names of the three sons that went to battle were Eliab, the first born, the next unto him 
Abinadab, and the third Shammah. And David was the youngest and the third, uh, the youngest and the three eldest followed Saul. But David went and returned from Saul to feed his father's sheep at Bethlehem. Okay, I'm going to stop right there. <clears throat> now, Father, we thank you for the word. We thank you for tonight's teaching. We pray that we would uh, 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 share the word that will bless the people tonight. Use me as a servant, as an instrument, as a vessel of honor before you to pour into the lives of your children. Somebody is in need of this word. Somebody's needing encouragement tonight. Somebody's needing, oh God, a breakthrough. Somebody's needing, oh God, hallelujah, victory over something, over someone, over some circumstance they find themselves in. So thank you, Lord. Holy Spirit, use me, and I'll give you all the praise and glory and honor in Jesus' name for doing it. Amen. All right, now, 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 David was anointed to be king in secret. Nobody knew that he was king. Nobody knew except his family and Samuel. And they were hiding this. Okay? Now, if the present king Saul had learned or heard that David was king, he would have killed all of them. Now, God had put an evil spirit upon Saul. And last time we taught, one of Saul's servants um, mentioned to him that maybe we should look for someone who can play uh, the harp or uh, uh, music. That, that when the evil spirit come upon you, that as they play, they can begin to calm you down. And one of Saul's servants said, well... I, 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 there's, there, there, there's the son of Jesse. He plays that harp, and he, he's, a, he, he's, he's, he's skillful as he plays on it. And he's a warrior, and 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 his reputation had 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 just uh, uh, amplified. And so Saul said, "Yeah, go get him." And so David was now. Uh, playing the harp in the court of Saul. However, Saul didn't know that David was king. He didn't even know who he was. So when the Philistines came down to fight, Saul went off to battle and sent David home. Said David was, was serving Saul at, at, as, as a musician. But when the Philistines came to fight, Saul went off to battle and David went home. He went back to keeping his father's sheep. Okay? I mentioned last time that David was anointed and rightfully king. But he was tending his father's sheep just like he had done before all this had happened. I showed you, I mentioned last week, uh, last time I taught that, that a characteristic of humility is patience. While impatience is a sign of arrogance and self-reliance. Now, Jesse's elder son, I mentioned in, in our reading, Eliab, Shammah, and Abinadab were in the army. So they went with Saul to battle. 
But as they went out to battle, a champion of the Philistines, a giant named Goliath, came out and challenged the army. He challenged the army. Okay? Now, now, uh, I, I kind of like went over what uh, his armor was like and how that he, it, he, he wore a coat of mail that weighed about 125 pounds. His armor alone, all of that armor that I read and described to you, weighed more than David. It weighed more than David, and and David was was somewhere between some some say thirteen, fifteen, some say seventeen, uh, but but it all outweighed David. Okay, now now David's father. Let, let me pick up. It says that in verse seventeen of, of chapter seventeen, verse seventeen. Jesse said unto David his son, Take now for that brethren a ephah of this parched corn and these ten loaves. Run to the camp to thy brethren. Carry these ten cheeses unto the captain of their thousands and look how thy brethren fare and take their pledge. In other words, I want you to go and check on your brothers. This is all, all I want you to do. I want you to take this food because soldiers at that time, the, the army couldn't provide them, so they had to provide for themselves food. They, 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 they had to supply their own uh, food and supplies. And so the thing is, is that he sent David to do that, to go check on your brothers, okay? Um, you know, take this Take, find out how they're doing and bring the word. All I want you to do, find out how they're doing, check on them, make sure they're okay, and then bring back the word. Okay? Now, back then they had no newspapers. They didn't have no radio. They had no TV. They had no internet like we do or no cell phones, no broadcasts. If you wanted to find out what was happening to your children who were fighting out in the battle, you had to send someone to get a first-hand report. And that's why Jesse sent his son David to do this. And he arrived at the Israelite camp to see his brothers. The armies lined up at, up as Goliath, the Philistine champion. He issued a challenge again to them. He cursed the Israelites and called them cowards as they fled before them. Let me read verse 23 and 24. And, and as he talked with them, behold, there came up the champion, the Philistine of Gath, when I say as he talked to them, that's David. He was talking to the men, okay? Uh, Goliath by name out of the armies of the Philistines and spoke according to the same words as David heard. And all the men of Israel, verse 24 says, when they saw the man, they fled from him and were so afraid. That's something I want us to see. Because I'm going to give you what I'm going to give you our our our, our, our title of what we're going to be talking about tonight. Um, he cursed the Israelites and he called them cowards. But I want you to look what David did. Remember David? He went up there for one thing. He went up there as an obedient son to check on his brothers uh, under his father's orders. And after he checked on them, he come on back home. 
Okay? Now, I want you to look at verse 20. David rose up early in the morning, and he left the sheep with the keeper, and he took, and he went, and as Jesse had commanded him. And he came to the, to the, to the trench as the hosts were going forth to fight, and shouted, and shouted for the battle. For Israel and the Philistines had put the battle in array, army against army. And so he left his carriage in the hand of the keeper of the carriage and ran into the army and he came and saluted his brothers. And as he talked with his brothers, behold, there came up Goliath. He, he, Goliath was, was tormenting. He was calling them cowards. He would defying the armies of the Lord. And everybody was afraid. It says, verse 25, And the men of Israel said, Have you seen this man that has come up? Surely to defy the armies of Israel has come up, and it shall be that the man who kills him, the king will enrich him with great riches, and give him daughters, and make and give him his daughter and make his father's house free in Israel. Verse 25 says, And David spoke to the men that stood by him, saying, What should be done? In other words, what, what, what's the reward? Now remember now, <clears throat> this is a youth. Okay? This is a youth, somewhere between 13, 15, maybe 17. But he was anointed. I want, want y'all to see this. He was anointed. Remember, he was rightfully king. He was anointed. Saul, whom God rejected, <laughs> he, he, he didn't have any anointing. He, he didn't have any power. And so Saul wouldn't even go out and face Goliath. Saul was afraid. So if the king is afraid, so the army is going to be afraid. But look here. David is the real king. He heard Goliath's challenge. He wasn't old. He wasn't big and strong and experienced. Huh? But 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 all of those men, those men were standing around full of fear. They were shaking in their boots. But David, the real king, challenged them saying, what right does this man have to say these kinds of things? Hmm? Now remember, Goliath was bigger, stronger, meaner and better than anybody else. Now, <laughs> what made David say, <laughs> what right does this man have to say these kinds of things? He's spoken to the men in verse 26. What shall be done to the man that killed the Philistine and taken away the reproach from Israel? 
For who is this uncircumcised Philistine, I want y'all to see that, that he should defy the armies of the living God? Who, who is this guy? In other words, he's not in covenant with God. We are in covenant with God. Huh? David, I want you to see the difference. Okay? It, 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 it wasn't anything in, in the natural at all. Uh, the difference was David's heart. That's what we're going to talk about tonight. The, the attitude of his heart. That's, that's what we're going to title this. The attitude of his heart. Why? Because his heart was sensitive to God. Therefore, he wasn't fearless. Now, Saul didn't have an attitude that was sensitive to God. Saul, Saul's heart was, was all about Saul. David, it says that he was a man after God's own heart. Huh? See, see, when you have an attitude, when you when you have a heart that's sensitive uh, to God, you won't be fearful. You won't be fearful. Okay, because a heart that's sensitive to God sees things the way God sees things. Remember, remember when it came to anointing a king, Samuel was almost deceived by thinking Eliab, Jesse's oldest son, was the one. On the, he, oh, this guy, this got to be the king. Look how this guy look. He's, 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 he's shaped. He's, he's, he's good looking. He's, he's tall. He's, he's, he's everything that you would want in a king. But God said, no, no. He, he, he said, he said, he said, <laughs> he's not the guy. Huh? I, I, I look on the inside of the heart, not on the outside. See, see, here's the thing. David, because he had an attitude after, after uh, 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 God's heart, in other words, he, he was sensitive to God. He wasn't looking at the outward appearance of Goliath because he knew that God looks on the heart. How many of you on this line know that God looks on the heart? That's why David was chosen. Hmm? He didn't he didn't uh see himself the he, in, in, David he not only saw himself the way God saw him, but he also viewed other things including giants the way God saw them. I want y'all to get that. I want to grab a hold of that because the thing is, is that we are in Christ, are we not? And if we are in Christ, we are looking from the inside out, not from the outside in. We are in Christ, so me that means we have insight. We have insight. We have insight according to God's knowledge, according to what God expects, according to God's will, God's purpose. We have insight. We, we, in other words, that David saw Goliath the way God saw Goliath. King Saul saw, God, saw Goliath <laughs> from the outside. Now, if all you see from the outside, 
<laughs> Woo, okay, you're going to be running in fearful and, and, and hiding. These guys, man, they were hiding in caves and holes and, and everything and, 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 and behind rocks. Uh, 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 but but look at David. Look at look at the attitude of his heart. Let, 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 let's look at it. He he, he was he, listen. Saul was insensitive to the Lord. Not in the sense that David, because because listen, David already knew he had beat Saul. Okay, let me let me say this to you. In other words. David knew that this was going to be an unfair fight. Now, 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 if you're looking from the other side, you would say, oh, wait a minute, this fight is unfair. Look, look how big that guy is versus that little dude. Hmm? Look, look, look at it. Look at this little, this little dude. What? Look how big that giant is. Hmm? But according to David, Goliath didn't didn't stand a chance. <laughs> huh? See, see, most people consider outward appearances would have said, David doesn't stand a chance. It, it's an unfair fight. Why would you let that happen, God? But but when you look at the the the, the, the when you when you look at your competitors, when you look at your enemy from the inside, we're in Christ, we're new creatures. Old things have passed away. All things become new. No weapon formed against us will prosper. Behold, we are more than conquerors through him that love us. If God be for us, who can be against us? Oh, my God. God oh, my God. You, you know what? With all that said, guess what? It's a lopsided fight. David was the one who had the right heart. David was the one who was anointed. Look, look, look at this. This is a war. Praise God. And, and when you don't have the anointing, you're going to act like Saul. You're going to be fearful, praise God, at what you see. Huh? Huh? You're going to be fearful. What, what, what's, what's dominating? What, what, let, let me ask this question. What is dominating you, fear or faith? I'm going to let you, you, you answer that question. Maybe you want to comment on that when we finish. Praise God. It, it, listen, listen. David was the one who had the right heart. He was anointed, and he had a covenant relationship with God. A covenant relationship with God. A covenant, uh-oh, a covenant relationship. That's why he said, who is this uncircumcised Philistine that he should defy the armies of the Lord? Huh? Now, now let now let me now, now let me now let me now let me give you a a a definition of covenant. Okay, it's it's meaning a coming together, a pre presupposed two or more parties who come together to make a contract, agreeing on promises, stipulations, privileges, and responsibilities. Hmm? God made a covenant with Israel. Hmm? We are where we are in this in this chapter right now because God made a covenant with Israel. What was that covenant? Look, I, I, look, I'm gonna be your king. You're gonna be my people. I'm gonna be your king. But the first half of, of our teaching, it was that 
they, 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 they rejected God, and they wanted, and they wanted, and they, and they wanted to be like other nations. They wanted the king so they can be like other nations, like uh, 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 nations that didn't have a covenant with God. So God told the prophet, go ahead and give them what they want. And that's for you knowing it's all. God knew how that was going to end up. But he wanted the people to see. <laughs> he, he wanted to see the people to see that, hey, see, 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 what, see what your flesh does? Ain't nothing good coming out of it. That's what God is telling us. Ain't nothing good coming out of our flesh. So then God had to bring in his own king, which was David. And and guess what? God's timing is right. My God. David was knowing it at, at the right time, praise God. Um, listen, what are you hiding from? What are you running from? It, it, it says these guys were running and hiding in caves and rocks and holes Praise God. Hallelujah. But David had the right, he was thinking the right way. Praise God. Hallelujah. Listen, we need a, a word-dominated attitude. Look what David said. He spoke to the men. He said, what should be done to the man that kill a Philistine and take away the reproach from Israel? For who is this uncircumcised Philistine that he should defy the armies of the living God? He was expressing an attitude that was exactly the opposite of the rest of Israel. Ain't nobody, ain't none of, none, none, of the, none of those Israelites was thinking like David was thinking. He was saying, this guy is nothing. He's a nobody. He's easy. But every else, everybody else was saying, he's so big. He's so powerful. I am nothing. I am nobody. David had an entirely different attitude. Where did that attitude come from? It's stated right here in verse 26. Who is this uncircumcised Philistines that he should defy the armies of the living God? When David used this term uncircumcised Philistines, he was saying Goliath didn't have a covenant with God. Uncircumcision was a sign of the covenant God made. I mean, circumcision was a sign that of the covenant God made with the nation of Israel. He was saying, what David was saying, we're superior. Why are we letting somebody who doesn't even have a covenant with God intimidate us? Oh my God. David's attitude came from the covenant. Hallelujah. Good God Almighty. I told you tonight our teaching was <laughs> on based on the attitude of his heart. It was based on a, uh, 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 the covenant. It was based on the word. And it was based on the promises of God. I said the covenant, the word, and the promises of God. Hallelujah. How many on this line want a different attitude? How many on this line want to stand apart from all the other people who are fearful today? Many people were afraid and fearful when 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 when, when the pandemic hit. Praise God. Some of them wouldn't go outside. Some of them stopped coming to church. Praise God. But if you have a hallelujah, good God Almighty, oh Lord. If you have hallelujah, glory to God. 
an attitude that's different from the world, praise God. I mean, stop griping and complaining and talking about everything that could possibly go wrong. Do you desire to go out and make your life count? Praise God. Hallelujah. Do you want to do exploits like David did? Hallelujah. You got to have a different attitude, praise God. You got, to, you got to look at God's word and evaluate your enemy and evaluate your circumstances and evaluate your problems based on what God's word says about them, praise God. David's confidence came from the fact that he had a covenant with God. Hallelujah. Listen, your confidence should come to the, from the fact that you got a covenant with God. I'm talking to covenant people on this line tonight. I'm talking to faith-minded people on this line, kingdom-minded people on this line. That's why we said you got to have that kingdom mentality, praise God, because when you was saved, God saved you. He translated you into the kingdom, and you operate inside of the kingdom. We are in the kingdom. And the kingdom is in us. Greater is he that is in us than he that is in, in the world. Praise God. Hallelujah. David was dominated by what the Lord had to say. Not what the physical presence of the giant or the army of Israel was saying. All the army of Israel was saying that, oh, Lord, what we going to do? Oh, let me hide. Oh, he's too big. He's too strong. He's going to kill us all. Hallelujah. But only the word of God, not of the people, moved him. Hallelujah. That's a powerful statement. Praise God. Hallelujah. 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 See, unbelief and doubt and negativity will pull on us constantly. Praise God. To dominate us. Hallelujah. But God's word will pull on us. Hallelujah. To dominate us. That we do not have other people's opinion and what they think about us and how things look like in the physical realm dominate us praise god hallelujah hallelujah we're more than conquerors praise god hallelujah we gotta have that same attitude of heart that david had he wasn't the strongest he wasn't the biggest he wasn't the meanest he wasn't the toughest but david saw things differently than other people did he looked at goliath and said how powerless he doesn't have my covenant. Nobody else, hallelujah, had that thought of covenant or the promise of God. They were all evaluating the situation based on Goliath's height, size of his weapons, and the weight of his armor, praise God. Hallelujah. But not David. Not David. Not David. Because as I said, hallelujah. David had an attitude of heart, hallelujah, that was sensitive to God based on God's covenant, based on God's word, and based on God's promises. Glory to God. I'm finished here.